0: Welcome to the Cool Explorations podcast and radio program with your host, Tony Peters. I hope you'll enjoy today's segment.
1: Just the way that God showed up, even in the timing of things. You know, we oftentimes can go back and go, well, what if I'd done this or what if I'd done that? And I just have to go back to the scripture. I read the scripture earlier this week in Psalm 139, that all you saw me when I was formless. And all my days were written in your book before a single one of them began. And so when I would think about why is this happening the way it's happening? I just have to recite that verse that everything is happening as, as the way God had planned it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm in rehab right now. I have a prosthetic and learning to walk and it's a very slow process. As an above knee, you're learning to walk and use your knee, a knee joint that's not yours. So the time, the ramp up time is slower than if it's a below knee amputation. And on a couple of days ago in rehab, my, my therapist said, I'm just amazed at how great your gait is. Your gait is so good. And she just kept going on and on. I said, are you trying to say, are you trying to say I was made to be an amputee? (laughs) And she said, well, that sounds a little bad. I said, yeah, but honestly, I was. As much as I have grieved and had to go through a grieving process, you know, people who are amputees, they say go through the same grief process that a mother does that loses a child by miscarriage because you've lost part of you. Right. And so, as much as I've had to go through that grieving process, if I believe that God wrote all of my days in a book, he's a much better author than I will ever be, and knows them a single day before a single day was even began, then he did make me to be an, an amputee. And so, I just look at all the ways as I reflect back that he just showed up in a, a, but might have seemed insignificant to me at the time, but it really is big. It's really big. All the people that were there to help me. I've had a wonderful, my church family is my family. And even now they help me do things that I cannot do. I can't drive yet. So they are my chauffeurs. They are my rides to places. And, that's a tender mercy from the Lord. Um, and I can say with all honesty that these are things that in the journey, I didn't always see in the journey. It was hard um, in the journey. And even now I, I sometimes can be a, like a fainting goat. If you're familiar with the animal, yeah. the fainting goats that just get a startle and they just faint. There are times on this journey where I would see a phone call from the the doctor's office or, or whatever. And I immediately I, I'm like, oh, no, this is it. This is something else is going to happen. Um, but the more and more that I travel the journey, the more I can look back and see that. And, you know, as I mentioned throughout my life, I've had a lot of tragedy and suffering and loss. But each time it feels like the Lord stretches my faith a little bit more to cause me to have to trust in him a little bit more.
0: Yeah, and uh, you had Proverbs 3, uh, verses 5 and 6. I'm going to get you to read those uh, that you felt helps you throughout your life, and it's been important to you personally. And uh, so if you just want to read that and then explain why you feel those verses in particular are important to you.
1: Sure. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Do not rely on your own understanding. In all your ways, know him, and he will make your paths straight. So I memorized that in the King James Version. So um, I always hesitate sometimes to look at it when I read it in, in the CSB. That was CSB Version. So there were two verses, there were two passages that in every book I got, every Bible I got from my mom that she wrote, One was Psalm 121, I will lift up my eyes into the hills from whence cometh my help. My help comes from the Lord. The second one was Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 that I just read. And so what I I struggled a lot with in this journey was trusting in the Lord. And the way that I've used this passage and still use it is that I will trust. I use it each part of, of it as a segment. I I want to trust in the Lord with all my heart, not just a little bit, not just part of it. It goes back to that surrender. I have to give it all up to him. Every crevice, every nook and cranny of my heart, I need to trust him with that. I don't rely on my own understanding. Listen, my way is not God's way all the time. It's not how I would write my story. It's not the path that I would have chosen. So if I'm going to trust in him, I need to rely on his understanding, not mine. In all my ways, I need to acknowledge him. I need to know him. If I'm going to trust him, then I need to give him the praise and the glory. That he is my Lord. He is my savior. He is the one who directs my path, which is what the next phrase in verse six is. And he will make your path straight. Doesn't mean your paths are going to be smooth and We know that the narrow way is the way to to, to the Lord, but he will direct my paths. He will help me see where I need to go, how I need to follow him. And sometimes that may just be the very next step. He's not maybe going to reveal to me the end of the story, the end game, but he will direct my paths. And so that passage has just become one of my life verses, especially now.
0: Yeah, and I really think that that is, is a great life lesson uh, in, in taking life one step at a time because God, like you say, may not be showing you what is going to happen in the long run. He may be just saying, okay, just take this step here, little steps of faith. Uh, and uh, that that's what it takes. It's just little steps of faith in following God and uh through those you will grow and you will go down the right path uh when we ignore those little nudgings that's when things usually go south for us and then god's like you need to be here mm-hmm. this is what i was showing you before
1: and you know how i mean we talked a little bit uh tony about the culture and and the way the culture looks at things and you know, now a big thing in the culture is that I am I am my own God. I make my decisions, I, I decide what I want to do, and, you know, and I think about that, I think about this this journey I was just on, and if, if on November 14th of 2019, I had known, if I was God, and I had known everything that was about to happen to me, I would probably, I, I really don't know what I would have done. I might have resisted to be cared for, just say, let me go, I don't want to face that. But we're not God. We can't handle all of that because we don't understand what's going on really in the big picture because we aren't God. And so I don't ever want to be God uh, for that very reason. And anytime that I may try to take over that throne in my life, I go back and say, "Look look at what happened on that day. Could you have been god to 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 walk you through that and no i could not god is the only one that, could, that got me through
0: yeah and oftentimes we struggle to make little decisions uh try being god and seeing the big picture and being like okay this is this is where the decision that needs to be made uh yeah. t- trying to make those big decisions that affect nations and in whole population or affect whole populations uh I would not want to be in God's in God's place. That is for sure. Yeah. Um, and I think that we're very blessed that we have a, a loving Father who who will make those decisions for us and knows what's best for us um, and knows when our time is. Uh, mm-hmm. Because uh, if we knew, I always get a kick out on people are like, "Well, if you knew you only had five minutes left, well, what would you do?" And it's just like it's not a a valid question because you have no idea right when your time is going to be and if you only know you have five minutes left all well, you have no idea what position you're in at that point mm-hmm. So yeah the, the, the questions just don't make sense when people ask those those kind of questions but it is again, it's trying to put yourself in God's place uh, is what that's all about So out of all this you ended up starting the podcast one single thought what? Was the actual moment that that you knew you were going to start that podcast, and what is the purpose of that podcast?
1: My co-host Heather Bump and I are really great friends, and she and I are two of the teachers of our ladies class at our church, and we're just we're great friends and so we joked about the fact that hey, we should start a podcast, so she's forty something, I'm fifty something, both of us have never married. We thought, you know, we have a, a good, a good perspective. We have a lot of great conversations and we, you know, we're not the typical demographic of a 40 and 50 something single woman um, in today's society, right? So, you know, we, even within the evangelical in some evangelical circles, people would say we're crazy because we have a a very, we have, we share a complimentary, complementary view on women in the church and so we felt like we just, we wanted to, we thought that'd be a fun thing to do. Um, I'm much more of a social media person, you know, put stuff out there, promote it. Heather is not. She's more of a behind the scenes kind of girl. So recording this podcast, we, we you know, it's only audio. So she doesn't have to do a video and all that kind of thing. And so what really kind of tipped the tipped us over was I went through a writing cohort in May of 2022 after I got came out of rehab and um, to work on a book proposal. And through that experience, uh, I was mentored by a literary agent and then one of her authors went through a, a next steps document. What are things you need to do? And I had briefly mentioned, I mean, literally said it maybe one time, one sentence, yeah, a friend of mine and I, we thought about doing a podcast. That became the number one thing on my Next Steps document to do. They said, you need to do it. You've got the voice for it. Um, the idea of two women in your demographic is a voice that needs to be heard. And I was shocked. I was like, what? Really? I think we were just kind of joking about it. So I told Heather, I said, look, look. I mean, they think we can do this and we should do it. So we got serious and we started, we, we, we started to do it. And mainly, you know, our goal for the podcast is to give people, and we've heard from a lot of listeners that have said, um, single listeners, um, who said, thank you for having a podcast that doesn't talk about, why I should get married, why I'm not married, and and turns it all into that. Thank you for a podcast that that you all get deep theological discussions. Um thank you for giving us a podcast that is fun as well as educational. And so that's really our goal. And you know, we have we've made a commitment, you know, before every podcast recording, we we both pray that God would be glorified. And really, you know, I would say that our our overarching goal is solely Deo Gloria to God, be all the glory. We, if one person comes to know Christ or wants to study their Bible more because they think, well, I want to be able to, you know, to understand this as well. If, If we can get people to read their Bible more or someone to even come to know Christ, it's all
0: worth it. Yeah, that's something that uh, has always been the the theme with with this podcast as well. Since I went away from politics and went into 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 talking about a lot of theological stuff and testimonies, uh, it it really has been that exact same mission. Is mm-hmm. if if we can even just plant one seed, yeah. that that leads to to a. Watering and growing in someone's life uh, for the Lord, then I've done my job. I've done what what God wants, and uh, God just takes it where He wants it to go. I'm just the the vessel that that He's using, and uh, it takes that that willingness to be Absolutely. to be that vessel. Um, and with that, you had mentioned your book as well. You, when is that book coming out? What's the name of the book? And uh, explain what that book's about.
1: So the book comes out December 1st of this year, 2023. The name of the book is Dancing in the Valley, Finding Life and Joy Amidst the Shadow of Death, Nipping at My Heels. So the title of the book uh, comes from a play on of the scripture, Even Though I Walk Through the Valley of the Shadow of Death, I Will Fear No Evil, for you're with me. I really did face death three times and I felt in some ways as as if I were dancing in the Valley. Um, I was there. I was, I was on my way and I'll be honest, you know, I'll never forget at My mom's funeral, the pastor then, then mentioned the Valley of the shadow of death. And I'll never forget when he said that. And it really became real to me that we all will go through the Valley of the shadow of death. On our way to death, to heaven, or on our way to hell, if we don't believe in Christ. And so, when I had these three encounters with death, you know, the worst part of that of, of getting that close to death, the worst part of what I fear the most about death, is that valley of the shadow of death. Um, I remember when I was in ICU. Thinking I was going to die, my only fear at that time and my only un- unknown and just curiousness, I guess, was what will the transition be like? I'm ready to go, but I'm, I'm a little nervous about what that's going to feel like. But the, 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 the harshness, the, the, the pain, the suffering that's felt in that valley is, is unmatched to anything else that I've experienced in my life. But I feel as though from that, those Valley experiences, I can dance. I see the joy in what God has given me through those experiences. And so that's where the title of the book comes from. The book is somewhat of a memoir, uh, a biography. Um, I talk a little bit about my early years of my life. And I start from a year before I was born when um, my Brother passed away, and the fact that, in some strange, icon, uh, you know, paradox, he gave his life so that I could live. Because had my pa- had my brother lived, I, I don't think my parents would have attempted um, another another child. Although God, you know, God's going to do what God's going to do, but. Um, so I start there and then I do spend the majority of the book um, on the two and a half years that I went through the health journey and um, it just tells that story and the lessons i learned and just the experiences I had and just all the tender mercies along the way.
0: Yeah. And uh, I look forward to reading that book. So uh, when it comes out, shoot me a copy uh, and yeah, uh, we, can, we can talk about that. Uh, in the future... Is always uncertain, uh, but where do you feel like God is is directing you uh, in your next steps of of life? Here,
1: mm-hmm. so that is a that's kind of a loaded question in some ways. You know? <laughs> it is, it is, <laughs> <laughs> um, because I I don't know, and um, but I can share where my heart is and where I pray the Lord does kind of direct me. Um, you know, for it's, it's, I just find it just so ironic. But, you know, I prayed and begged for so long to return to the life I had. And to be quite honest, that's not happening. Um, I don't believe that physically that I will be able to go back to working a 50, 60 hour work week. Um, my body's taken a, a heavy toll. And although I'm in much, much, much better place than I was when you've gone through three years of, of, you know, 14 surgeries, heart attack, heart casts, all of that, you know, your body has to take a long time to recover from that. And, you know, I don't know, given that I have rheumatoid arthritis and I'm an amputee, um, that that type of pace is probably not gonna be in my future. Um, so to be honest, my my heart, wants to live out the rest of my days really just serving him and doing ministry and that might look like a podcast continuing to do that that might look like a writer an author i'm, I'm an author I, I would love i've got other ideas for books would love to do that um and i've really been able to dive in and minister at my church i was the co-leader the women's ministry before all this happened, I still am and have taken on a lot of responsibility there, um, doing other leadership ministry stuff for my church, and so that fills my cup. It really fills my cup, and after going what I've got, what going through what I've been through, I feel like once you go through something like that. Things, there are certain things in life that just don't matter. Climbing a corporate ladder doesn't matter to me anymore. I want to be able to survive. I need to, you know, have enough money to live on and, and take care of myself for the rest of my life. But um, I just don't know that that's going to be the way God is going to do that in my life. So um, my hope and my prayer is that it will lead to um, a continual growth of our podcast um, you know, soaring sales from my book and and more books to come, and just being able to serve the Lord more through my local church. Which, um, shout out to the Ninth and O Baptist Church in Louisville, Kentucky. Uh, they are my heart. They are my family.
0: Yeah, and I can relate to that for sure. Uh, being someone who's on disability myself, uh, and I've been on for for a while. It took a long time to get it approved. Um, but yeah, I was definitely a manager for, for a couple of years and, uh, running that life where you're like burning the candle at both ends. Uh, and God showed me, he had other plans and took me into a, a place where it's like, I had to actually, uh, acknowledge my past and what it all happened in my past and face those things. And, uh, the physical and mental toll that being a manager and uh being so stressed took on me was was hard. I mean, my body never really recovered from two heart procedures at 18 and 19. And I was still pushing my body, not really I was ignoring all the pain that my body was telling me I I had. Yeah. And uh, because you're like, no, I've just got to keep pushing. i just gotta, you know, I've got to support my family. And God's like uh let's just slow down here. Um, mm-hmm. I've got other plans for you. And if he had not have, have shown me that, I never would have had the gumption to to get uh, go out and start a, a podcast. Um, and when I did, of course, it was politics that I was into. And uh, I still follow politics. I miss doing some of those videos. But God's God's been very clear that this is where he wants me, uh, is doing podcasts for him and following his will. Uh, and I think that that is so important for all of us to remember: is follow God's will. Absolutely, our will is not always His will, yes. and uh, uh, that's oftentimes a mistake people take when they pray: is, mm-hmm. is they're praying for things that they want and not necessarily considering God's will in it. And that's why it's so important to to pray uh, in in your will uh, and in God's name. Yeah, because that's acknowledging that God is the one in control, not us. And in our society today, that's really, really hard to, for people to hear. Is uh, oh, well, no, I, I'm in control of my life. I, I'm the one who needs to be at the at the helm. And it's like, no, that's 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 not the way it works. God well, is in us, control.
1: I think for us, it's scary to pray sometimes in God's will because we don't know what that yeah. is. Yeah. You no, know, when I look back at that time that I prayed in October 2021, it's just complete surrender. It was a relief to pray that prayer. I had I was just broken at that point, and but I had no idea what was to come. And you know, and that's why, again, as we said, we're not God. We don't. If I had known that, I don't know that I would have prayed that prayer. You know, and we can be comforted in knowing that even Jesus struggled and wanted that cut to be taken away from him. And it yeah. wasn't, and he still had to go to the cross for us. But, you know, Tony, you were mentioning being a manager and what a stress that took on you. You know, I don't say at all that my job was the reason that I, I got sick, but um, I, I, in a similar way, I mean, I was pushing myself. I loved what I did. So, but it also was a com- constant stress. I was working, all day, I would come home, I would grab something to eat, get back on my computer, work, and then still doing ministry at church, you know, and um, my body, you know, I, I I didn't always think about the RA and how I needed to have proper rest and, you know, just take care of myself better um, because I had just lived with it for so long, but my body wasn't able to do that, and like you, I think if this had not happened, I don't know that I would have ever left that position. I for sure know we wouldn't have a podcast today <laughs> Um, because I did love what I I did love what I I did, in, and I loved my team. I loved what it, my company, Um, but it was it was taxing, very taxing. So I I completely understand what you're saying as well.
0: Yeah, on well, being on disability, I still have a great relationship with my boss. Uh, he's, a, oh, he's, a, awesome. he's a great guy uh shout yeah. out to ted uh yeah. <laughs> g- great guy uh love talking with him uh I'm, we meet at the park every once in a while uh that's we're awesome. out going for walks he, he lives not far from me so we we visit the same same walk paths quite often so we we bump into each other and it's just it, it's great and he was messaging me the other day being like we really miss you wish you'd come back uh <laughs> and uh all that kind of stuff so uh, that that was nice to hear and and we'll see what happens i mean god god will will do what god wants done and uh yeah. we will we'll cross that bridge i guess when we get to that bridge but yeah. thanks for coming on and sharing with us uh, it's it's been wonderful we'll have to have you back on uh, when your book comes out
1: awesome that'd be great Tim.
0: thank you for listening to the cool explorations podcast and radio program I hope that you've enjoyed today's segment, and uh, I hope that you'll consider supporting us at uh, Full Explorations on Patreon, as well as uh, you can shoot me an email at tpeters 745 at gmail.com if you'd like to support in other ways other than Patreon.